is starting out to be an interesting show. Yeah, it is. And, and, and we're already 11 minutes into it, so, you know. Oh, we're recording right now? Yeah, I'm recording right now. Oh. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but it's time. Damasi and Michael, just talking tech. This is a Payone Media production. The following podcast on the Your Own Pay Podcast Network will contain adult content. Listener discretion is advised. More information about this episode can be found at yourownpay.com. So we are here. And it's exactly 8 p.m. We have zero participants in Clubhouse, but this is an interesting experience. Clubhouse. Yeah, I've been playing with Clubhouse all day. Uh, Helped Marco with streaming ACB of Oregon into Clubhouse, which was a pretty fun experience. But before we talk about that and how people can catch us live on our next recording, because I think I'm going to try this out again. Uh... Demasi, how is... Oh, shit. Better throw it in there. Real quick, if you want show notes and more information, head on over to yourownpay.com forward slash DM81. Yes. Uh, Demasi, how is your new iPhone going? It's going good. It hasn't died. I don't think I've the battery has gotten down below maybe 40%. Uh, just kind of in day-to-day usage. Wait, what? The battery has not got below. Oh, hold on. Hold on. For podcast listeners, I'm going to leave this in here, but I have music playing in another tab, uh, and that was going into Clubhouse, too. So we were listening to EDM with Demasi and I talking at the same time. <laughs> oh, shit. So uh, it's going well? Yeah, it's going good. I, I have not experienced any... Uh, problems with it um, and I'm liking it I like the form factor I like the size of it uh, I think I told you maybe a few days ago like if they had you know made like an iPhone mini pro which is not a thing that I even expect to ever exist I would have bought that uh, but it's, it's it's been a great phone like I don't I don't regret the purchase that's uh, at all good it's never good to regret a purchase no, it isn't. But you know, sometimes when you have choices, you uh-huh. buy things because you're like, "Oh, I think I like that," and you get it. And you, you know, after a while, usually right after the return period closes, you know, you know, I really should have gotten the other thing. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I know that way too well. Um, so good. And you He's talking about in- you mixing board. He's talking about you. Yeah. Now your audio is gonna crap out because you're talking about the board. Look at there. Hey, hasn't crapped out yet. <laughs> has it nope good good i'm gonna hold my breath no i'm not because that'd be a pretty boring podcast and uh, try to see if it still cracks or if it doesn't crack i haven't i think i found the issue but we'll add that to the follow-up later section to see because yeah i don't know if for some re- if if I've actually fixed it. So you came from an XR? Yeah, so I came from the iPhone 10R up to the 10R or XR? 13. Oh. 10R. It's the 10R. XR sounds like some weird uh, thing we can't talk about on the podcast even though we have a disclaimer. <laughs> no, well, one you didn't play the disclaimer in the clubhouse, so, you know, oh, there is uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, it doesn't sound like a, a, a weird thing like that. It sounds like some kind of, you know, 
mathematical form. Like you got to XR that or, or you know, but no, yeah, I did come from a 10R up to the 13 mini. So it is significantly faster. Uh, like I, I could definitely notice the speed uh, increase over the intervening years. Uh, things are a lot snappier than they were. Uh, sometimes disconcertingly so because I will yeah. open up an app that's expecting face ID and like I'm not ready for face ID because I'm used to having mm. kind of that that little bit of time to raise the phone up and it's like nope uh, face ID didn't work and I'm like hold on I wasn't ready so have you played with shortcuts at all on it yet or are you still with a love-hate relationship with shortcuts because of the problems that it has uh, I have not looked at it since getting this phone at all. Uh, although I still still am, strangely enough, on the iOS 15 betas. So I probably should look at them at some point. So you're on 15.1? Yep. Uh, it's because your profile came over when you transferred all your data. Yeah, it did. Because you didn't set it up as a new phone like you should have. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have done that. Because you were having some issues with your that. phone. So there's a weird issue uh, that I have had, and I think it is because I, I transferred data over instead of uh, setting this up as a new phone, but I was in a hurry, sort of, kind of. Ah. But And you just wanted to play with it. Well, it wasn't even that. It's like I really just needed to switch phones over quickly and make sure I was going to like it while I still had time to make that decision before I, because I traded in my 10R, so I was going to have to send that back or, you know, return the 13 mini so i needed as much time using it uh and my 13 uh not 13 my 10 hour was getting super weird now that they've taken it back and accepted it i'll tell you it was really getting super weird there like real <laughs> really 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 funky behavior but one issue i've noticed and i haven't nailed this down yet so i have tap to wake on on my phone i do mm -hmm. not have raised to wake turned on but i do have tap to wake turned on and every so often, like, it'll just stop working. Like, I turned it off, and it does not continue to work until I reboot the phone. No. Uh, so, That's lovely. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> very nice. Um, but, yeah, it's, overall, it's, it's been a great experience. I may end up doing what I often end up doing anyway because I'm on a beta. It's just wiping it and starting over. Because most of the data that actually needs to be restored is you know, restorable. I don't spend as much time resetting that up as I do something like a Mac. Good, good. Uh, so you're going to reset it probably Maybe. in the near future? Uh, well, not in the near future. Come on. I'm still working you're going to do this. You're, you're going to do still working it. on rebuilding this Mac, so not, definitely not anytime. Look, the, oh, the yeah. minor little issues that I'm having are not enough for me to reset it today or tomorrow or next week. So how's things going with you and Simply Safe? Things are going okay with Simply Safe. Uh, we have went ahead and got the camera all set up. Uh, the keypads and everything are working. Mallory wants to get a what does she want to get? A uh, key fob. She wants to get a fob to unlock the doors. And we haven't gotten that yet, but that is something she wants to get. And the camera though, uh, two days ago, it said the camera is about to die. 
And I said, okay, well, I'll what? change it in the morning. It's not huge. Like, I've lived my life without a camera so long, so why do I need to worry about that? And then the next day, it kept giving us a notification. Every time we armed the alarm, it would say, warning, camera, front yard camera low. And so I'm like, so when are you going to die now? Because we're on the next day, and I forgot to change you, and it's already the evening time. So now I'm going to push you to the to the extent of how long will you give me a low battery warning? Because Mallory did the little thing where you can click into the camera and see what's going on around it and talk to people out the, outside or whatever. And so the camera stayed alive for two days, and then this evening it finally said, critical error, camera dead, or camera out of power, or something like that. And then it, oh, no, it said critical error, camera shutting down, uh, battery low, or something. I don't remember exactly what it said for the battery. So I have the battery charging. I feel like, so two things. Number one, the camera is a magnetic mount. So you magnetically attach it to the little plate that is on the uh, carport where we have it. And then you just pull it off and you go charge the battery. I feel like the battery should last longer than a week, though. Mm. Yeah, because so, it's been up, what, uh, a couple of weeks now? Yeah, and we've had to charge it twice now. Mm. Yeah. That's not good. I don't think it is good. Does it have an option for power? Like, is it is it one of those that you could either run it off battery or have it constantly connected to power? I don't think it can. Well, no, it doesn't. You have to run it off of the battery that's included. There might be some battery saving functionalities that I need to explore, but... Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Is like, does is there... Like, is there just too much activity triggering the camera where you need to right. kind of maybe dial down the sensitivity slash what are you going to notify me about? Yeah, simply safe. I don't need to know when the cats walk in front of the camera because that happens a lot during the day, like more than I thought it did. <laughs> mm. Yeah, see, so that's, that's probably one thing. Like, the sensitivity is, is, is overly sensitive and coming on and relaying information a whole lot more than you actually need, which, you know, is also killing your battery extra fast. Yeah. Yeah. So, but aside from that though, everything is going fairly decently with it. Um, I am glad that we have it. I do feel as Mr. Bishop says, simply safer. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, glad we made that investment and I want to add on to it, maybe get a, uh, motion sensor and possibly a grass gla grass break <sighs> possibly <laughs> get break a sensor. glass break sensor because <laughs> right now if someone breaks glass it's it's and climbs through the window or something number one they have to be ambitious and also we we only have um, protection if someone opens the door, or not protection, but notice if someone opens the door. And I don't remember if this was the case when we recorded or not, but one day Benjamin or Mallory and I were out and I get a notification on my watch and it says, 
uh, alarm triggered back door. And I'm like, well, that's Ben's home. Oh, no. So I called Ben right away. And I'm like, Ben, go turn off the alarm. And he said, I am. I'm going to turn it off. And by the time he made it over there, the siren went off. And then like two or three minutes later, I almost said five minutes, two or three minutes later, Mallory gets a phone call from the Simply Safe monitoring service. And she gave him all the password and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm like, well, at least we know it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you want, uh, now, do you, because my understanding of what a glass break sensor is, is is that it's a device that is listening for the frequency that breaking glass falls into. That's my understanding, too. So, do you need one of, well, I guess you would want one of those. Uh, or a motion like, detect or motion sensor. Which that's what it, I was going to say, like, could, would a motion sensor on a window be even better? Because if someone comes through your window like that instantly triggers it, because what if they don't break the glass? But what if they, you know, are really ambitious and use some means of tripping the latch that holds the window closed? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, I don't think we'd point it at the window. I think we'd put it in like common areas that someone would have to go to. Yeah, now, I'm not going to yeah. say where, because if someone is listening to this podcast, it's like, hey, I'm going to go break into Michael's house and steal his mixer from him. You can have that fucking mixer. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, but your USB port is broken on the microphone that you have, so it'd be a little, little messed up there. Yeah, but that's just an excuse to buy a new microphone, isn't it? Anyways. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think if we, if we put it in a common area or in like a hallway or something, then people would, then it would trigger when we needed it to. And because we put the dogs away at night, uh, they go into cages except for Titan and Titan doesn't walk around that much. Then that shouldn't trigger it. Cause that's the only other gotchas is making sure that it's high enough for a human, but not too high and not too low that it, it that the dog set it off if they do get left out. So can you hear Taylor now? Say something. Now I hear Taylor. Hi, I'm here Hi. and it's late at night and we're going to do this thing. It is late at night. Why are you up? I'm up because I'm operating on central time. Thank you very much. Ah, okay. <laughs> now, that now, still doesn't mean it's not late. Now I've caused a slight little issue for myself. So I'm going to take Taylor offline. So Tomasi can't hear her uh, for a second. Well, just for a minute. All right. So we are streaming into Clubhouse on an experimental basis. And Mike, how did you, I know sort of a lot of how you're doing this, but um, just for the listeners, how, how did you get this set up? Yeah, so I'm actually going to put the two people on the spot uh, here in a second to have them go ahead and introduce themselves. And I'll give you a quick moment to shamelessly plug uh, your website. So I will ask for Taylor and then Michael here in a second. Women go first, Michael. And uh, let me give a quick overview of what I've got set up first and then how we can bring them in. So I've been playing with Clubhouse today, streaming for Marco a lot of the ACB of Oregon into Clubhouse. Mainly Mainly because I wanted to see if I could do it. Uh, I knew how to intellectually do it, but I didn't have a direct understanding of here's the buttons you need to press, here's the levels you need to have. And it is an ongoing process. So, longtime listeners of the show probably know that I have Reaper that is recording my audio. 
uh, channel one on the Soundcraft Signature 12 MTK goes into track one on Reaper. It also come, it's boosted by 20 dB. I thought it was 12, but 20 dB and then sent back to track, uh, channel one. On channel one right now, I have the master button pressed and the group one, group two button pressed. So the bottom two buttons on that channel. And then I have Demasi in, well, no, take a step back. In clean feed, we have, uh, my audio input is from the master LR on the board. Then I have Demasi in clean feed. Oh, on hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so sending audio into Cleefy. So what I'm hearing from you is coming through essentially the master mix of the board, right? After it's processed by Reaper, yes. All right. Because Reaper's taking it and then pushing it back, and then it goes through master into clean feed to you. Got it? Yep, I, I got it. I wanted you I to know, slow down for a second. Uh, All right, carry on. And then... In CleanFeed, you have an option for headphones where you can choose where you want audio from CleanFeed to come from. And so I set Demasi in CleanFeed to channels 5, 6, uh, mainly because I wanted something different. And yeah, I'm troubleshooting some other issues, but that's besides the point. In channels 5, 6, I have the sliders even with the bottom of the PFL button. And I have the gain at about mm, two o'clock. And in channels five, six, I also have the group one's buttons pressed. So anything Demasi says, he is heard in Clubhouse. So say hi to Clubhouse, Demasi. Say again? I said say hi to Clubhouse, Demasi. Clubhouse. Yeah. yeah. So... To recap, uh, channels five, six has group one press. Now I have a cable coming out of group one on the board into the headset buddy link for that will be in the show notes. Uh, not sponsored by AT guys, but that's where it can be gotten from. And then clubhouse is on channel 11, 12 clubhouse right now could talk all day long. They could start singing songs and, and telling stories and no one would hear them except for me. And then I'd mute them because then I'd get distracted. This would be an interesting way to have a, a tech clubhouse just recording live and then bring people randomly in. But now I wanted Taylor to say hi to people and uh, to introduce herself and give her website here in a second. So what I will do in order to get that recorded and so Demasi can hear her is I'll press the MST button and now Taylor is live into the mix. So Taylor, say hi and give your website. Hey y'all. So super excited. I'm a long time listener of the DM series and I have a website called tayloraccess.com and I hear Demasi laughing at me for some reason. No, um, I was laughing. He said she lies. <laughs> oh, uh, well, either way, uh, y'all, I, uh, tayloraccess.com. I also have Taste Tech Talk. So if you want to check out my tech YouTube content, feel free to go check that out as well. But uh, I'm super excited to be on this live recording with y'all. Well, thank you for joining us, and we understand yeah, it's welcome. late there. So if you have to jump off, no hard feelings. Uh, uh, as we've said, completely I'd, experimental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care. I'm on central time at the moment, so there, it, anything goes. There you go. And we have one other person on stage with us. Looks like we may have another person or two in the audience. I'm not looking right now. Uh, but, Michael, go ahead and introduce yourself. 
Hello, everyone. My name is Michael Dowies. I have been uh, previously on the IA cast, so you may have heard from me there, and uh, Taylor has been as well. And uh, I also have my own YouTube channel, uh, Techopolis, and I do game streaming, and Taylor and I do the Techopolis live show. Um, and uh, we're, we're, I'm very excited to be here. It sounds like it's going to be an interesting show. So we'll stick around and see what kind of mischief we can be up to. And uh, you can find my YouTube channel at techopolisos.com. That's T-E-C-H-O-P-O-L-I-S-O-S dot com slash YouTube. That's a lot of S's. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. Well, I'm going to go and thank you uh, as well for joining us. I'm going to go ahead and hit this button. And now Taylor and Michael could talk to me all day long. Uh, they could say anything they wanted and I wouldn't hear it. They could even yell at Demasi and he wouldn't hear it either. Although they can still hear Demasi. So that's the setup that we have for Clubhouse. Pretty straight. Well, for me, once I've set it up, pretty straightforward. Um, I can also understand how it could possibly be complicated as well. So any questions on that, Demasi? It is complicated. It's overly complicated. It's extremely <laughs> complicated. No. Uh, so in summary, essentially what is happening, what explain to me, because I may have actually been jerking cables around at that point in time. How am I able to hear them? Stop jerking your cables. So how you're hearing them is because remember, uh, clean feed is getting master. So all I had to do is press the MST button on gotcha. channel 11. Gotcha. Okay. So in summary, what's happening? Cause we're going to leave out some of the complicated, uh, audio routing processing that Michael is having to do for reasons that we have went into in the past. But essentially, so the way that I'm hearing you is over clean feed, which clean feed is getting the master output of the board. So anything that is going through the master mix of your board, I hear that in clean feed. You are hearing me through clean from clean feed through, was it channels five and six? Yep. So you do pay attention. You should really put that on like a slider, just one slider, man. I'm just saying. You you're can't because Windows Groups stereo, remember? Seven, eight is a stereo. Oh, it it is. Pair. It is. It is. Oh, I so I had you on seven, eight, but I was playing music in the clubhouse, like corny hold music <laughs> in the clubhouse. <laughs> When I was getting started. So then I had to find a different Mike's channel. trying to get us. Oh, wait a minute. It's not going to be in a recorder. So, you know, no, nobody was here. No. So nobody heard that. No. He didn't say anything about streaming music at the clubhouse. <laughs> that never happened. No, not that at all. Happen not at all. at all. But, but yeah, that's why I put you on five, six. It's only a temporary thing for right uh, now. I will move you back to the, where I have all my system audio, which is seven, eight. I'll, I'll eventually move you there. I will not do that during recording because, well. You shouldn't do such things. Only professionals get away with jerking things around while they're actually in the process of producing something. And so you want to finish summarizing? <laughs> so in summary, so to finish up the summary, you got me coming through uh, a, a channel on the board. So that's how you're hearing me now. Yep. The way that you're sending audio into clubhouses with the headset buddy. So uh, what is the headset buddy plugged into the line in? Of the, the headset, headset buddy, buddy is plugged into... Group the one. line in for eleven twelve, and then ox or no group one. All right, so you're there. sending audio out through a auxiliary port because it's still a mouse to be an auxiliary mm -hmm. port 
into Clubhouse and simply by saying send this channel audio to that uh, output is how yep. people are able to hear what you want them to hear in Clubhouse. Uh, and then you're hearing Clubhouse in on, on uh, channels 11, 12. And to bring Clubhouse to my ears, all you have to do is just send it to the master mix, which is going into feed feed clean feed that's what we're using yeah yep yep and so and, that's and, a quick summary of that uh how that is working which is cool and uh mike is excited because he figured out how to do something that theoretically he knew should be possible but yeah. he has actually made it work should i add I the extra level of com- should i add the extra level of complexity that for the first five minutes of the show i was finishing up a zoom call on channels three four no, no. and you didn't hear any of that call <laughs> no, no. I do, you know, th- this whole thing, though, like once you get into this this level of routing, I very quickly see how you run out of inputs. Mm-hmm. And outputs. Yeah. Because you don't realize how much you like need. The IO, I, I can see the I.O. constraints coming up like right now. Like I'm already thinking in my head like, crap, man, I really should have bought the 22. Now, the problem that I have with this specific board is you only have. But right now, you can send analog to groups one and groups two and i think the 22 has group three four as well and a couple other aux ports but all of those Mm -mm. are analog i don't Mm -mm. know what Mm -mm. no Mm -mm. the only thing that you get so you get extra input channels uh on the board your output all you get is two additional auxes ah okay so you still just have groups one i thought you got two extra groups too i don't think so yeah well, anyway. now you're going to make me go look it up. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. like looking go look, it up. Go look it up. Oh. <laughs> uh, but so. I, the principle of what I was saying, though, is you don't have the flexibility of just pressing a button and saying, hey, USB, pick up this group. You Yeah. And, and that is something that if I wanted to spend four grand on a board, I could probably do. But I'm not making money from podcasting enough to spend that much money on a board. And I will probably break my brain if I did that. So Go to yourownpay.com slash support. <laughs> Shameless plug. Or, of course, a link will be at yourownpay.com slash DM81. So that's a quick summary of the audio setup, and I'm going to do some quick research real quick. Well, Damasi tells us about what he actually thinks of the Unleashed event on the 18th. So the event was called Unleashed, and I think I kind of walked away feeling like Apple really did unleash their professional laptop chips on the world. Uh, so it was actually an appropriately titled event. For anybody who didn't see it, I'll just briefly run through what they announced. A 14-inch MacBook Pro and a 16-inch MacBook Pro, both running Apple Silicon. The chips are now, for these two models of computers, you have the options of the M1 Pro and the M1 Max, which somebody, it took somebody else to point this out for me to actually catch on to like M1 Max sounds like M1 Max. So M-A-X is the the spelling of the chip, but it sounds like M-A-C-S. So are we talking M1 Max or M1 Max today? I don't know. Uh, the chips look amazing. Like they, the, the capabilities, the, the bandwidth that they have added, uh, you can now go up to uh possibility of 64 gigs of RAM with the M1 Max chip. GPU is 
in my mind at least the gpu is amazing considering they're not using anybody's external gpu or any third-party gpu i think what they've done with the gpus is amazing but i have no use for gpus i would rip all of them off the chip if i could but uh needless to say uh the, the major updates to the laptops themselves, a little bit of a redesign uh, to the form factor. They got rid of the touch bar, finally. They, they finally. gave up on that. Finally got rid of the touch bar. Uh, although for anybody using a touch bar computer that is you know going to be on that touch bar computer for a while yet, uh, just in case you didn't know this, because I just discovered this after I wiped my M1 Pro, uh, MacBook Pro, in the keyboard settings, and I forget which one of those little tabs it is under, you can fix it so that the touch bar always shows the F keys. Mm-hmm. And I did not know this for the yeah. entirety of the time that I've had this computer until last week sometime. <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, it looks like you were right. It's five auxiliary ports with two sub stereo subgroups. Yep. So essentially what you get with that board is So th- so needless to say for me upgrading isn't going to do any good but that's besides point. Well, you would get two extra oxes, but yeah. it doesn't give you anything else on the US on the yeah. on the actual digital so the problem is the digital interface the the, the audio interface mm-hmm. part the the mixer is excellent. Uh it's the audio interface that has the restrictions that you can only send what you can send. These new MacBook Pros look great, though. The screen sounds amazing. Uh, they made a big deal because they're Apple about the fact that, hey, we've given you full-sized F key, uh, F key row that's full-size. And it's like, yeah, you know, thanks. But for you admitting. also took it away from us in the first place. Thanks for inventing the thing that you took away a couple of years ago. <laughs> like, you're awesome, Apple. I love it. But. All joking aside, the computers are amazing. Oh, they added a whole bunch of ports back. Uh, so essentially what you get now is is compared to the M1 uh, lineup of computers, you actually get one additional Thunderbolt port for a total of three Thunderbolt 4 slash USB 4 Type-C ports, an HDMI, and an SD card slot. Uh, oh, and they left the headphone jack in. Because I think it's important to note that the headphone mm. jack is still there. Because, you know, Apple, <laughs> they started this whole taking the headphone jack out of things. Just buy some AirPods Maxes if you're going to get this computer. You don't need a headphone jack. Who needs a headphone jack? No. Yeah. You know. Or buy some of the new AirPods that we announced as well. Mm, I forgot about those and I did buy those. They're yeah. still in process. Like, man, what the when are they, are they supposed doing? to be delivered? Wednesday. Wednesday? You'll get yeah, this you'll, coming. You'll, you'll get shipment notification th- Tuesday evening. I almost said uh-huh. yeah. Tuesday evening, and then they'll show up on Wednesday. No, what's going to happen is I will get notification that they're uh, they're they've been delivered Tuesday night. Is what'll happen. They've been sitting on the porch for like two hours. Because <laughs> you know that's how it works sometimes. But won't but your kids tell you about your package there? <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, laptops look good. Uh, if you're if you've been waiting for a really pro laptop or you're trying to replace one of the Intel model uh, MacBook Pros, these are the computers for you. Uh, I told Michael shortly after the event. Uh, actually, it wasn't shortly after the event. It was like two hours after the event, which is, I guess, maybe shortly. 
Anyhow, me and Michael did a quick conversation about it on uh, AMI right after the event. So uh, we'll drop a link to that in the show notes. But I told Michael off air, off off when you were public, that I'm really glad that I was not wanting a new laptop at this point because I would have been a little sad because, you know, my pockets, my bank account, <laughs> all of that would have been seriously hurt by this event. Great upgrade overall, though, in my opinion. And I don't know, man, they're kind of pissing on Intel. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, yeah. I have no interest in a new MacBook right this minute. If I was to acquire a new... Sure, that's what he says until he goes to Costco. Yeah, isn't that what always happens? Because, you know, I think I said I had no interest in a new iPhone, and then, hmm, all of a sudden Mallory orders one, which she still doesn't have. I'm not getting the M1 computer. They look interesting, but I don't need one of those. I said that in March too, didn't I? Right before we went to Costco. <laughs> Probably the day before we went to Costco. And then I come home and I'm like, hey, Demasi, guess what I got? <laughs> so uh, I am interested possibly in the Mac Mini um, right this minute, though. My current setup is good because Andrew's interested in building a computer slash getting a more gaming computer. So I either need to figure out, you know, what we're going to do with the one he's on right now or what's going to go on with that. I, what did intrigue me though is the HomePod minis and I'm not interested in a different color too much, although a blue one would be freaking awesome, but I would like to try out the HomePod minis because right now my audio equipment that I have that's a smart device is the Sonos. And don't get me wrong, I really like the Sonos that we have. Uh, you can set it to use either the ALEXA device, which I, side note, I told people today, I said, you know, it would be hilarious if one of these days someone says the ALEXA device and she replies and says, you know, I can spell, right? <laughs> I was just thinking, that. I was going like, you know, Amazon can't spell. Right, right. So you can either switch it to that or Google and connect it to your TV and you got home, whole house audio. Works great. You can't say Google because that is actually the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, wait, hold on. Oh, okay. I, I was making sure my pixel wasn't actually here because it might have started talking. <laughs> How did I set your Google Assistant off when I didn't say HG? Anyways, Taylor told huh? me I set her Assistant off. Ah, that, that makes sense. She said she heard the G word, so. Yeah, that's why I say you can't actually say that word because that is the trigger so, word. So you can... You can set it up with the assistant that starts with the letter G that I can't apparently say because I'll set people's off or A-L-E-X-A uh, in one device. So that's pretty nice. But I really want to play more with HomePods and uh, yeah, try them out and see how they work. Be like, I can't believe you're talking about those. <laughs> <sighs> so... Yeah, that's that's what well, I might. Which Sonos do you have? Because you have more than one, right? I have two of the ones. That's not convoluted at all. And a play, or I have the beam. So I have the ones and the beam. The beam's the, beam the sound the, bar. The sound bar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then the ones are what I'm using for rear speakers. And if anyone wants to buy me an awesome Christmas present, I would not say no to one of the subs. To say he wants the sub yep. for yep. next. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm going to get next. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not 
I'm somewhat interested in the home pods. Uh, I probably at some point will end up with the home pod minis in the house just because you know what's really annoying when you're having a conversation and other devices that are non Apple devices wake up and start listening to you and say, Hey, here's what I found about that. <laughs> I don't like none of this. Anybody listening to the show knows I'm an old man. And today I don't even feel all that great. So I'm really an old grouchy man. I don't like none of this shit listening to me, man. It's not cool. Having a phone conversation and, and and here's what I found about that. Like, oh my God, what did I just say? Yeah. And I've said some off the wall stuff to Michael on phone calls. <laughs> so, you know, probably gonna get the get the get the home pod minis because you know what? Siri doesn't always hear me when I try to wake her up. Right. Most of the time she doesn't respond. So, you know, hey, don't have to worry about that. It's a good thing you don't use Facebook or you'd have random ads about things we talked about. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean I probably would. I probably do have those ads circulating in Facebook. It's just that I don't open it to see them. So they they can't really impress on me with that. Uh I did buy a pair of the AirPods that were announced. Uh, mm -hmm. So waiting on those. I didn't actually buy them for me, but I will, you know, pop them in my ears briefly just to see how they fit. Normal AirPods, uh, back to the AirPods themselves when they originally went to that that uh, that shape of the earbud, though, don't really stay in my ears all that well. So that's why I said I'm, I did not buy these for me, and I probably will not wear them all that long. Uh, but you'll try. Just a quick test. Yeah. Hmm? I said, but you'll try them. Yeah, I'll try them just to see, but, you know, it'll be mostly so I can spend a little time like, oh, yeah, the audio does sound a little better uh, or whatever. Uh, I was hopeful, but not super. I was hopeful, but not really expecting that we would get the replacement for the Intel Mac Mini that they're still selling. Uh, but this seemed to just be a portable event. Uh, right now, Apple has the has an Intel Mac mini still for sale. They still have the 27 inch iMac, uh, maybe the iMac Pro, I don't remember from when I looked. And of course the Mac Pro still out there for sale. So we're still waiting on Apple Silicon replacements for those, uh, which will be interesting. Next year. Now, since they didn't do the Mac minis this time, I'm hoping they kick those on back to like next spring maybe even WWDC next year before they release those. And I won't, I won't cry so much when they drop them. I'll just go buy one. <laughs> Although, if you do have a newer computer, Apple is doing some amazing trade-in deals. So if you're interested in one of these new devices and you want to give up your current computer, check the Apple trade-in options. Check just the Apple trade-in options. Because, yeah, good deals. Also, if you're a small business owner, your you know your business and stuff is legally set up, and you need to buy a new computer for your business, uh, buy it with your business card. Mm -hmm. Go set up an Apple business account. As a matter of fact, if you're buying an Apple computer, if you're buying from Microsoft or whoever else, like see if they have that sim similar type of program, or even if they don't, buy it with your business card because it probably. I'm not a tax expert. I'm not giving advice. I'm just saying check with your accountant because a computer for work, especially in these days, should mm -hmm. be a tax write-off. Yeah, yeah. So I've been playing with some podcast apps lately. Man, and going through, you keep going back. So I move on. shit around. What do you mean? No, no. 
no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your podcasting apps. Oh, oh, I thought so, you were saying that I was going to the wrong thing in the document. I'm like, I'm, no. I reorganized it. You did not. <laughs> no, no. That's because you wouldn't get out of the editing space for me to read it. And kept telling me Michael is in this space. <laughs> Michael is uh, editing near you, even though I'm not editing Google. I'm just reading. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, they, maybe you should put it in read-only mode, and then it wouldn't think that you were trying to edit. Oh, it'll still. I didn't think about that the last time we said that either. There is a read-only mode mode for Google Docs. There's a something mode. Oh, okay. You can tell I don't know oh, a lot about Taylor. Just told me view-only mode. There you go. Yeah. She says she uses it for her classes for her students. So good uh-huh. to know. Maybe we'll have to play with that. Um, so I'm not changing modes right now, though. <laughs> no, no. No, because that, that's a... So, anyway, man, what's going on with your podcast now? So, because for a while, you have been going back and forth between Castro and Overcast. Yeah. Well, I can tell you one thing. I'm not using Downcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> man, I hadn't used Downcast in so long. Or the Apple Podcast app. So, I never Jeff's actually the reason I went... Well, you and Jeff are the two reasons I went back to Overcast. Because Jeff told me he listens to an outrageous amount of podcasts and he better be listening to this one and i have been listening to more and more podcasts i was using castro and 20 dollars a year i kept asking myself am i using this podcast app worth 20 dollars a year and no uh, i i ended up being able to clearly say i was not but then i also uh, so I re-downloaded Overcast, of course, not the stable version, the beta, because what other way can you do it? And I started importing my podcasts, and I started setting up some playlists, and I think I asked you like five or six times, Demasi, so how do you set up your playlist? What's a smart playlist? And once I figured all of that out, I now have a pretty regular setup for Overcast. Uh, and the thing that Broke the camel's back. I, I don't know that that's the proper usage of that term. The straw that yeah, broke the yeah, camel's yeah, back. Yeah, you know what I was saying. The the straw. Although that broke, is that politically correct anymore? Can you probably, really say that? Probably not. So the main reason why I switched people from coming up and breaking camel's backs, man. See, look look at what you've done. I know, I know. First, you we, start by illegally streaming music into a public. Forum I did not breaking camp. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> so the main reason why I switched from Castro to Overcast is because Castro kept reading summaries for podcast episodes that <laughs> were the incorrect descriptions. I guarantee you, Kelly and Company. No, no, no. I guarantee you, Daily Tech News Show was not talking about. I don't know, uh, uh, stimulus plans or budget things or something. And, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I finally said enough's enough, jumped over to overcast and I've been in overcast for what? Three, two, three weeks now. And it's been, I've been happy with it. I need to go set up some shortcuts and, and get those up and working. But for the most part, I've, I've been pretty happy with it. You're using overcast, aren't you Demasi? Yep. I tried Castro for a little while and I sort of went into Castro already handicapping it a bit because I had been using Overcast since it was released. And I don't remember the release date. It was 2013 or 2014. Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually, I was on the beta before it was even released. So I've been on Overcast since it was available in beta uh, initially. 
and I like it. Like I, I don't really have many complaints about Overcast over time. When it first came out, it was far ahead of, of I think anything that was out at the time. A lot of people have kind of caught up with it. Some things have surpassed it. But when I started using Castro, I already went into it with like mm, I don't like something about it already, which is their their inbox feature. Because that's not how I listen to podcasts. It's not that it's a stupid feature. It's just it's not how I choose to listen to podcasts. So it was kind of a whole tab inside of the app that was not useful to me. But I did go into it open minded enough to like to one because Michael and a couple other people. I I think I know a couple other people that were using it. Well, Michael, you were using it and you liked it. Mm-hmm. And I also was like, well, if I don't end up keeping it long term, then at least I will have picked up some features that I may like, and then I can go back and like, so, hey, uh, Marco, <laughs> why don't you add this feature? Right. Castro is a nice app. I, there, there's a clear difference between the two of them, uh, for sure. And I feel like out of all of the apps out there, if you're not an Apple Podcast user, uh, probably Overcast or Castro would be... One of those two apps, I think, would probably fit you unless you just have something extremely different about the way that you listen to shows. A feature of Castro I do like is the um, the iCloud folder availability for adding uploads. Because uh, Overcast had uploads before, I think, anybody else except maybe, well... Overcast had a way to upload files into it so that you could listen to them in your own private little uploads section before anybody else was doing that. Uh, as far as I know, um, other apps could get third party. I mean, could get outside files in it, but you had to sync them through iTunes, right? It was the first time you could just go to a website and upload some files and have it show up in Overcast. Castro has the iCloud folder. You just add a file to your folder and then it shows up in Castro, which is nice. And there's also a share extension so you can get things into it that way. That's a feature I would like Overcast to catch up to. Uh, but yeah, I, I stopped using Castro because of a couple of bugs, which I don't remember at this point in time, some weird behaviors. And I just got tired of fighting with that inbox. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm not a heavy playlist user at all. Like, I want to go listen. I do have two playlists in Overcast. And really, the only reason that they even exist is one of them is for the Watch app. So, there are certain podcasts that always get added to that list, which means they will be available for me to stream or download onto my watch. And then the other playlist is because I was testing how to make a smart playlist so I could try to help Mike figure it out. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing, and we'll get on to the next topic because we have two more things I want to cover. One thing I can say though, is when I actually stepped back and didn't try to treat overcast like Castro, my experience was a lot better. Uh, and then I, I figured out the workflow to use with overcast and that's, when I went and subscribed to more podcasts and started building up my podcast subscription again. Uh, so, yeah. That's my podcast woes. So, oh uh, man, I wonder how long you're going to stay on Overcast, though, because you seem to have bounced back and forth. Now, it could just be that you were trying to use it like Overca- like Castro and that didn't work out, but uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll follow So, up. we got ready to get on Clean Feed. Uh, me and Mike hit 
planned, I don't know, maybe a week ago to try streaming this into Clubhouse. So I show up to Clean Feed, I click on the link, and I'm in here and I'm just hanging out and Mike's not here and then Mike's not here. And then I was in another tab, so I didn't know if Mike could come in or not. And I'm thinking, Mike's not here because I haven't heard him say anything. I wonder if Mike used the wrong clean feed connection or something. I wonder how this, what is going on with Mike? And I was like, damn, Mike doesn't have Fantastical on Windows. The way that I got into clean feed is I just opened up Fantastical and clicked on the link that was in my event. So... And Michael, you do use Fantastic on iOS, right? Yes. Okay. So what is the calendar situation outside of Outlook? Because I know about Outlook. If you're going to tell me about Outlook, that's fine. But what other calendar or, or what's going on with your calendaring for Windows, I guess, would actually be the question. Let me not X out a potential application. Yeah. So my calendaring for Windows is a shit show. I mean, it's gotten better lately, but man, that is not as seamless as it is on iOS and macOS. Hold on one sec. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on before you continue. I want to put a uh man i had a nice big word for this uh but i forgot what it was so i'll say it this way i am making an absolute request that no flexi bitch don't go out there and try to make fantastic out for windows because you know what happens when these mac long time extra long time mac developers go make windows apps Mm, they tend to be kind of shitty yeah yeah uh, and no. then you end up killing off features in the mac app or, or or stuff like you end up damaging the overall don't do it just leave it alone yeah yeah right. i will Carry get over my calendar woes just, just just don't don't flex your bits so that what would make my, it worse it would what my setup has been until about three or four days ago is i would use calendar.google.com go in add events it shows up on my phone why alerts don't you just me go to calendar.google because uh is that really a thing? <laughs> Is calendar.new a thing? Now you got me wondering. Probably not. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Those who don't know, you can go to docs.new to quickly create a new doc, uh, sheets.new, et cetera. I don't think, try events.new. Uh, so that oh, no, was. It did take me somewhere. What? That's weird. Anyways, so that was my my workflows. I'd go to calendar.google.com if I was on the phone with someone. If I wasn't on the phone with someone, I would just drop it into Fantastical with uh, natural language input. It would add it to my calendar. Then it would alert me in Google Chrome. And, you know, everything's good. I check Google Calendar regularly, and it tells me what events are coming up. And then I also get the morning summary notification. I think they call it your agenda or something. So I know what's on my calendar then. That's great. But the biggest problem is adding events. It's it's the most time consuming because I have to open a new tab, go add a new or go to calendar.google.com. Someone tweeted us at Payone P A Y O W N or at Damasi D A M A S H E. Let us know if I'm overcomplicating the adding events process. But what I ended up doing, thanks to JJ, is I started using the built-in calendar in Windows. 10 slash 11 for me it's windows 11 for him it's windows 10 what no (laughs) see 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 demasi gets surprised when i bring stuff to the show (laughs) 
So I just opened the calendar because if you click on the date in the system tray, you can be, you're put into a calendar. Then I'll hit control in. Now I'm trying to remember because actually I do it reflexively. So I open the calendar because I'm doing it right now. Um, and I can use my up and down arrow keys and like I can get down to today, which is the 23rd or next week is the 30th. And if I press left arrow, I go back to Thursday and then actually I press enter on the day. And the first thing it says is event name. So I can put in my event name. I can choose if it's an all day event. That's a checkbox. Uh, if I uncheck it, then it gives me the options for the start time and end time, the location, reminders, and then I can save it or I can choose what calendar to put it on. Now, one caveat is I added an event on Tuesday, two events on Tuesday, next Tuesday, earlier today, and neither one of them is showing up in Google Calendar, but I think it's a setting I need to change. Uh, but right now, that is my setup because it's a simple interface. I can just scroll through, and then when I see that I have an event on Tuesday, for example, I press, I highlight Tuesday with my arrow keys, press tab, and I hear 61 degrees slash 51 degrees. So it tells me the temperature. I press tab again. It says, ACB hosting call and then gives the name of the call and the time that I'm hosting it. And then I press tab again. It says HFLC call and then the time that I'm hosting that call. If I continue pressing tab, I'll hear Wednesday. Then I'll hear the temperature if I press tab uh, and it'll let me just tab through the days. And then, for example, I tab to October 29th. And I have an event for the Washington Council of the Blind on that day. Um, and so I'm able to tab through that event. And the second tab shows me an event that's on JJ's calendar that we share. So I do have multiple accounts on here, uh, which makes it super nice because we've gotten to the habit of initialing the event that whichever one of us is doing. So for example, this one has the name of the organization that we're speaking at. And then at the end of it, it says JM. So I know that JJ has got that taken care of. And then my Washington Council of the Blind says MB at the end because it's on our shared calendar. So that's the system that we're currently using, and it's working for the most part. Hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Why over? So, but you're not a you. You don't use Outlook at all, right? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Because some people are going to be yelling at their they're, they're yelling at it right now. Outlook, man, is the answer. Outlook solves all your problems. Yeah. I should look at Outlook, but I just haven't done it, honestly. So, Well, I know you tried it out uh, briefly, so did I, on iOS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep meaning to take a look at it on Android just to, you know, see what it looks like. But part of the problem is, like, I don't, I don't want all my stuff with all my stuff. <laughs> uh, like you, you want to separate your calendar from your email from your notes yeah like i you know that that's the thing that's always annoyed me about gmail is like google will try to stuff every other service they have i'm surprised they hadn't stuffed youtube into the fucking uh gmail, gmail app, app? yeah i know yeah uh but yeah there's some things like for me for me personally it's just my personal preference like when i'm looking at my calendar i don't want and i i know that there are different views and you're looking at your calendar and it's not showing email right next to it but it may because they think they're trying to be helpful mm -hmm. i just want to see the events i got coming up and when they're coming up uh plus you know for in, in my experience a long time ago this was a long time ago kids uh <laughs> outlook 
Back in the days of Outlook, you had Outlook and you had Outlook Express. If you don't know, oh, what man, ask your parents. Ask your parents, kids, about that Outlook Express. Uh, it's actually a pretty decent app. Uh, yeah, there were people that that fought when Outlook Express was going away. Like they they found alternative ways to keep that. I I I just moved on with the times. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I did too. Like I just moved on. But yeah, there there were people who who, who fought. You know, strenuously to keep that Outlook Express. But back in those days, uh, Outlook was a slug on mm-hmm. Windows. It was super <laughs> slow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I always thought they gave the other app the name Outlook Express because it was just faster. It's like, here's your train. Here's the Express train. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to strip all the features out of Outlook Express. So, if you want to actually get shit done inside of one client, you need to open Outlook. Yeah, which would take five minutes to open. Yes, yes. Maybe not quite that long, but it sure as hell seemed like it when you wanted it to. Felt like it. <laughs> it certainly felt like it. Well, Windows Calendar, that is cool. So, at this point, Windows does have, like, you know, basically what all other OS platforms, because it's not always have been the case, or if it was, right. I didn't, I just didn't know about it, but... They now have just a default mail app, a calendar, and a contest manager, right? Yep. Yep. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mistaken. This has not always been the case. No. I didn't it's think not. so. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. All three of those have not been there. So that's my productivity setup. So I have this interesting device on my desk right now. It's kind of kind of fancy, kind of not really. I've got mixed feelings about it. I really like this thing, like a lot more than I thought I did. And mm. that is the, first of all, uh, full transparency, I did not buy this. This was provided to me as a demo unit from AT Guys. No sponsorship from AT Guys, but as I'm an employee of them, uh, JJ provided me with one. So I have the Blindshell 2 phone in my hand right now. Uh, it's an interesting interesting little device like i could actually see myself walking around using this uh and getting things done with it too which surprised me uh it's got uh six rows of keys on it so at the very top is a speaker grill underneath that is a non-touch screen then it has six rows down by three rows across keys um and then on the left side is the volume up and volume down on the right side is a i I envision it so i think originally it was a lock button and, and I'll explain that here in a minute. But what it actually does is it's a push-to-talk button so you can dictate and or talk to the limited blind shell assistant. It is not Google Assistant. Uh, that, that would be nice. Although, we'll talk about apps in a minute, and I was surprised to see Lookout available. Uh, mm-hmm. On the back of the phone is a SOS button that if you press and hold it, it'll uh, call your emergency contact. Uh, does n- it appears that it does not call emergency services. I need to do further research into that before I start telling people that. Uh, it's a pretty simple interface, though. It's a customized version of Android. And uh, you are put onto the home screen, and you can press the up and down arrow keys, which are the on the top row, the middle key, and on the second row the middle key and you can just arrow through get uh their phone messages uh contacts applications uh, a few other things that i can't remember off the top of my head and i'm not going to turn it on because it's super loud um and 
it, it's it's a nice little phone. Uh, it does bring me back because when I was entering my Wi-Fi password on it, I had to press seven. Then I had to press one six times to get to the at sign. <laughs> I had to go back oh. and press seven four times because there was an S there. And then I had to press the nine key a couple of times because I had a Z in it. And it, it was, it was, it Ask was. Ask your parents, kids. That's yeah. T9 input. Yeah. It, it reminded me of good times. Uh, and then I was able to get logged into my Wi-Fi. The, the biggest difference with the blind shell versus the blind shell classic is the, uh, the blind shell two versus the blind shell classic is the blind shell two now offers applications. So they have the blind shell app catalog and inside the blind shell app catalog, you can install Amazon. You can, which is new as of a couple of days ago, new as of a couple like of days ago is the Amazon shopping app. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yep. You can install Be My Eyes now. Uh, As I said, you can install Lookout, which caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting to see that. So there's a lot of different applications. Uh, Well, not a lot. There's 32 different applications. Started out with 30. But the nice thing about it is, is they are optimized for accessibility with this device specifically. So the blind shell team is, is, is vetting the applications to make sure that they will work with the blind shell phone. So you don't have to download it and say, Hey, is this app going to be accessible? Is this something that, that I can use? And well, I'll admit it. I, the first website I ever went to on the blind shell, of course, was your own pay. And I was able to navigate the website, uh, and, uh, get things done. And then the last thing I want to mention about it is it appears to have most of the Google voices available on it. So when you go into the sounds option in the settings and then you go down to voices, uh, you can change to one of 22 different voices that you have access to. Agree. <laughs> so I got a couple of super important questions. So oh, number one, does it have a headphone jack? Yes. All right. At the top. Uh, and it charges two. by a USB-C. All right. That's going to be the next question. <laughs> uh, and does it have a any cameras at all? Yes. As a, well, it has to. If it has to be my eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 13 megapixel camera on the back. Which isn't the best, but it's not all. It's also not bad. Price of the phone is four eighty nine as well. Sounds cool. So, question you probably don't have the answer to, and if you did, maybe you can answer this question. How hackable is this? I do not have an answer, and I don't know that I can answer that question. But I understand what you're saying. Like, can you install third party APKs on it? It doesn't appear that way. But I will say what really intrigues me is if you res- they have a service menu. So if you go to settings, about, and then service menu, you can restart to the service menu, and it looks like uh, a bootloader. So you can go in there and you can uh, back up your data, restore data, reset to factory defaults, and that's all voiced, which is nice. saying something right there. Yeah, it makes you wonder why Google isn't doing this on our pixels. Yeah, it makes you wonder why Google or other third parties producing phones can't do it or choose not to do it as well. That's the thing I'm curious about is, is it a technical thing or is it just, you know, like, because I personally feel like Apple could do something to notify me that my iPhone is actually restarted. Mm-hmm. Like vibrate shut like it this down. phone does? Yeah, like that, that will be handy. Quick tip for everybody who does have this problem. When you power your iPhone down, 
and then you want to turn it back on, right? Well, used to be, I remember a time when, you know, maybe like around like the iPhone 4, iPhone 5S days, like you would just press the power button for like a second and then let it go and your phone was turning on. No, that does not work. Or at least not for me. Maybe I'm the only one having this problem. You have to press and hold it for a few seconds, don't you? I just count to five. Yep. Then let it yep. Go. Me too. Me too. So starting cool. up, this phone does take a while. I don't know if you heard the vibration, but it, there, now it's on. And it's got to play its long intro. Really? And that's the intro. And then it that's comes on. That's a little on. extra. And let's see. 9.19 p.m. See, it tells you the time. Call. Call. Messages. Uh, and it's a nice little phone. Uh, top left button. I forgot to mention that. The top left button is like your uh, notifications button. You press it. It'll tell you if you have notifications. You can check the status of Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. And then the cool thing about it is the top right button is a repeat button. So if you're in a crowded area and you're not sure what someone said, you can press that top right button. It'll repeat it. If you press and hold the top right button, it'll spell it. So that's kind of fancy too. Hmm. So what's the... um. What's the what's the SIM card situation with that device? It has a dual SIM, dual micro SIM card slots. So it has two physical SIM slots. Yes. Wow, that is that is. And and it has expandable SD card. Well, well micro SD card. So what do they have in the way of uh, uh, book apps? Like like is there voice stream reader? Or, Not yet. Not yet. There, There is a book reader. I haven't played with it much. Uh, there is a book reader. And then on the main menu, you can also get to the manual, which is super handy. So you can, you know, get tips about using the device itself. And that's fully accessible, of course, as well. I just like the simple interface to it. Like to me, an iPhone is great. An Android is great. But if I just wanted to carry around something real quick that I just needed to use to make phone calls or to do something. Is what are you saying? <laughs> It's an expensive burner phone. $489 is a bit much to throw away. (laughs) (laughs) But you got dual SIM slots. You just keep switching your SIMs. Ooh, I like where you're going with that one. (laughs) Because see, look, man, look, you, you know, I don't, I don't think any of our listeners really know, but you know, my feelings on sort of the democratization of technology, but how it also kind of makes those of us with disabilities somewhat uh, beholden or slave to said technology. Yes, yes. That is a whole nother topic. We don't have time for it. It is. Put it in (laughs) follow-up. Real quick, I want to thank Marco for hanging out. He's been in the audience for a little while, so I appreciate you checking out the podcast. So thank you, Marco, uh, for checking out the music. If I had it loaded, ooh. You don't have it loaded up and clean feed? No, I don't. I don't. I looked. Okay. It would be kind of cool. But, anyways, if you want to hear that music, and an actual clean version of this episode, you can go to your own pay.com slash DM 81. Uh, and thank you to Taylor and Michael. I'm going to see if either one of them wants to say anything before we wrap up this episode. It's been an awesome pleasure to be on with y'all. I've been laughing my butt off the entire time. Um, it's been pretty hysterical and it's pretty awesome. So I'm super excited. You guys should do this more often. 
and we will. I'm going to agree with Taylor. It's been great being here, and I would like to say thank you for letting us uh, uh, enjoy this with you guys. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We'll make sure to have your contact information in the show notes. And uh, we are on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Payon, P-A-Y-O-W-N. He's on Twitter at Damasi, D-A-M-A-S-H-E. And the show's on Twitter. At the DM series. Now, now let's try it with some confidence. <laughs> uh, man. I had to think about it because I Me keep too. To put it I was like, is it the DM show or the DM series? <laughs> it's the DM series. Yep, yep. Which we need to work on putting more shit up there, but that's besides the point. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. Your own pay.com slash DM81. You've been listening to Your Own Pay Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit yourownpay.com slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay Podcast, yourownpay.com.